three, two, three, three, two, one, action. We are live on What Are You Watching? Episode three. I am Danny, the fucking wine man. I am Hunter, the entertainer. And prepare to be entertained. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, my God. Duh. Let me eat this Twizzler first. I'll cut this part out. It is it's, uh, post-Halloween candy snacking time. You know, you still got your goodie bag. Mm-hmm. Also, disclaimer... I blew my voice out the other day at the uh, OU football game. It was on ESPN. Maybe you saw me on TV. Maybe you didn't. You probably didn't. Uh, they were giving out free tuition. That's why I was there. Didn't win. Pissed. So, all right, roll. Roll on one. All right. Ah. All right, I finally swallowed that big Twizzler. Um, <coughs> all right, it, today, what's today's date? November, November 7th. The 7th. All right. Um. So, me and Hunter here doing our third episode. I think the second episode went well, so... Yeah. We're excited to dive right into this one, so I might as well just start right away. Uh, some intro and news. Um, so, the show is called What Are You Watching? So, we might as well just say whatever we watched this week, whatever it was, a little bit of thoughts, anything. Hunter, I know you consumed a lot of media today. You haven't left your bed all day, so <clears throat> right. you start um, me off. Yeah, so in the last 12 hours, I watched the entire HBO miniseries Gunpowder, starring Kit Harrington, fresh off Game of Thrones. I think that came out a couple of months after season eight aired, or maybe in between seven and eight. I don't know, but it was a good. It was a good thing. It was. A, it was a good uh, TV show. Miniseries, correct? Miniseries, right? It's about the Guy Fox plot to blow up Parliament back in 1605. So it was interesting. It was a good little, good little, good little miniseries. Some decent actors. Cool plot. Um, HBO seal approval. So I'm a fan. Sure. Um. You were watching a lot of NFL films on Twitter too. I have on, on, uh, on YouTube. What's the what's the uh, what's the song called? Um, oh God, classic classic battle. Yeah. It's like, uh, how does that begin? It's um, if you, can you pull it up there? We'll yeah, I can here. pull up classic battle. You, you want to just, just talk talk about the video? Yeah. Sure. Started. I had a buddy in here. We were indulging in the uh, late night activities of the Wana, and I decided to put something on YouTube. First thing that popped up was Tom Brady's amazing comeback against the Jaguars in the AFC divisional round. Or the AFC Championship, my bad. And then it just kind of spiraled out of control from there. And I was just watching these NFL films back to back to back. And they are good. They are good quality entertainment. I love I love how in-depth they are and how, how you feel like you're a part of it. YouTube app. YouTube app. Oh, um, my mic's off. Are you ready? So, I just turned on the volume. So oh, uh, I still don't hear myself. Oh, my God. I don't hear you either. It's because I turned on the volume. Oh, Okay. <laughs> sure. All right. Here's a little snippet. No, we can hear this and they can't. Do you understand that? Like the volume. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Dun, 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 Bring in the, <laughs> bring in the symphony. Clu- Orchestra. Cue, cue the slow motion. Je- 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 Jeff Goff, Jared Goff. Oh, God. He's motioning. Here comes Dante Hightower off the edge. Slow motion. McVay just slammed his clipboard. I'm sweating. Oh, my God. 
So that was just a little taste of what an NFL film is like. Definitely intriguing. Really, really pulls you up. It's kind of funny because that's, that's the definition of bad radio right there. They had no clue what we were listening to. We're just kind of making the sounds. Um, but everyone knows that song. Dun, dun, oh, they couldn't hear that? No. Oh. Do you not understand? <laughs> oh, it's my fine. God. So hopefully <laughs> hopefully we put that in for you somewhere. <laughs> um, well, it's fine. They can enjoy that. Um, what else? Anything else you got? Anything random? Um, Any sports? Mm, anything? Sabres playing Sweden tomorrow. Against the Lightning. Cool. Global Series, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Cool. Yeah. Divisional right. matchup. Um, what did I watch this week? I don't know. I don't, I'm asking myself. I the movie I watched. I watched Almost Famous. Um, little early 2000s film, and uh, it's 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 like the most all time early 2000s film. But basically, it follows this kid who's a writer. And he uh, follows this rock band, and he basically is like becomes a part of the band, but he like ends up writing for Rolling Stones, and like it's just like one of those movies. Pretty simple. Connor's dropped his mic twice now. Um, it just falls. Make it sure it doesn't fall. But it's a good. It's it's a very enjoyable movie. I liked it a lot. Um, kind of been binging TikTok recently. I don't know why. I've been back on the talks. Um, YouTube boys. Casey Neistat had a new video this week. Watched a little bit of that. Um, what was it about? Uh, it was a little tech review on the smallest drone ever. can fit in your pocket. It's pretty lit. Yeah, like the DJI something. I forget, but it's dope. Um, yeah, and I found this new uh, channel called <coughs> Absolute Trailers. And it, it came out like a couple weeks ago. He just started. And um, basically he like takes movie trailers. So he'll like interstellar trailer star wars right so like rise of skywalker so he'll take rise of skywalker make a trailer for it but in the interstellar theme like exactly like that trailer with that music um so it's kind of sick um anything else I, I can't really think of much honestly nothing really stood out to me this week um me and hunter are about to start season five peaky blinders um thomas shelby yeah we've kind of been waiting a little bit, a couple yeah. weeks. We've taken a little bit of a three-week break since we finished season four. Yeah, um, we've been busy though. We went to Buffalo. Yeah, Bills game. But we're excited to get into that. Yeah, for sure. I'm hyped to get back on the Peaky Train. I've heard nothing but exceptional things about it. Yeah, no, I heard it's the best season yet, so mm. I'm hyped. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Inspector Campbell, sir. Inspector Campbell, sir. Um. And uh, some shows dropping this month on our streaming services. Uh, we got Step Brothers, which is which is Netflix. Yeah. Um, Dinner for Schmucks, which is Hulu. Yeah. Um, Creed Two, which is Prime and Hulu. Yeah. Us, Us is HBO. I'm pumped for that. Um, I'm ready to rewatch the shit out of that movie. Yep. Then we got The Irishman, which is Netflix, which yeah. is everyone knows all about that. Scorsese. Um, we got The King. With Robert Pattinson and it's Timothy. Killed. He's uh, coming on the scene a little bit. Sorry is. for cutting you off. No, that's fine. And this is his third, about to be, what, he just did The Lighthouse? And that's, no, that, he's got that's it. But. King, but then he's got Batman coming up. He so does. he's making a little bit of a resurgence here. Um, So from, those, mo- from those movies, one, Step Brothers, uh, it's probably one of, it, might, it is my favorite comedy the movie. The Clown Has No Penis. The Clown Has No Penis. Um, it, it probably is my favorite comedy movie ever, and I'm so excited I can finally stream this movie. Uh, it's so good. I thought it was Dinner for Schmucks. Dinner for Schmucks, my favorite ever. Perhaps. No, D- Dinner <laughs> for Schmucks used to be my favorite back in the day. Right. Um, but anyway, back on Step Brothers, 
like it's John C. Riley and Will Ferrell at their prime. Um, and it's literally it's like everything's so quotable. Everything. It's such a good quotable. Phenomenal. Movie. Um, Everybody knows some quotes from Step Brothers. Yeah. Who doesn't? Could be your sixteen-year-old girl in like a woman's awareness club, and she's still quoting Step Brothers. At least everyone can say there's so much room for activities. Like at right. least everyone knows that. Everybody. Right? Um, yeah, Dinner for Schmucks. That's Paul Rudd and Steve Carell. Um, Don't forget Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis is the most iconic. He's a legend. Uh, if anyone hasn't heard of that movie, I'll kind of describe it real quick. Basically, it's like Paul Rudd gets uh, gets a new job at this company, and they always have this thing called Dinner for Schmucks, and they like all invite an idiot to a movie, not to a movie, um, to a dinner, and like whoever brings the weirdest person wins. And he finds Steve Carell, who like makes mouses, finds dead mouses, and like makes them into things. Anyway, it's it's a hilarious movie. Um, Creed two. I don't know. Did you see Creed two? I haven't seen Creed one. Well, you haven't seen either. Creed. I haven't seen either. Creed. Why not? Just never got around to it. Really? So Creed. I like Creed one a lot better than Creed two. Um, <laughs> it's just a good boxing movie. It sure. really is. Um, so that comes on Prime and Hulu. Us. That was my favorite movie of the Ooh. year so far. Ooh. So honestly, we could talk about that for a little bit because that, yeah. that movie was amazing. Yeah, Jordan Peele at his um, finest. Another Jordan, banger. Jordan Peele's second film. Um, little like horror slash thriller I would say more thriller type of movie heart was pumping for sure the entire time I've never sat on the edge of the seat for longer in a movie oh shit my bricks I thought <laughs> I was gonna have a heart attack I thought I could have sworn I was in cardiac arrest for half that film and it's like the style of that movie is like it's fun it's like fun but you're terrified right like, it's so weird <clears throat> the beach boys start playing it's like yeah, no, no, good vibrations you're like what the and there's just blood everywhere, and it's the Beach Boys. What's going on? It's this nice white family, and they're just getting killed by the tethered. Oh man! Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but that movie's awesome. It's it is my favorite movie of the year. So if you can, now that you can stream it at the end of the month for sure. Um, so the other two we haven't seen either of them because they both well one hasn't even come out yet. But The Irishman is coming on Netflix. That's Scorsese. Pumped for that. Uh, how long is that supposed to be? Over three hours. Oh, is it? I honestly, I honestly really have no idea. Uh-huh. I'll look that up. Sure, man. Sure. Oh, yes. I'm in the mood for some new Scorsese film, though. If you guys just picked up on that, that's Jack Bass, certified crack addict. Wired. Oh, what he just said. What do you say? It smells like sweat and pain. Sweat and pain. You got it. Three hours and thirty minutes. Wow. That was a weird break, but damn, that is a Lord of the Rings film right there. <laughs> Jesus me. Yeah. Christ, the compeller. Yeah, uh, that would be intense. No way you make it through that movie. Oh hell no. You're taking. You're. We're watching that in three segments. I have to watch that movie at like noon with a cup of coffee, or I'm passing it's out. It's gonna go. We're gonna watch the first forty minutes, then you fall asleep. Then we watch the next two hours. Then you cap out. And then the final hour of ten, we'll do it another in another segment. That's how it's gonna go. Three day, three day movie watch. I could do a three day movie watch. Um, and then the last movie is The King, which we kind of talked about earlier. With My Pat- King with Pattinson and Shemlo. Um, and I guess it's about. Uh, I was watching a video like uh, the kid who's the king, Timothy Shemlet. He's like really illegitimate. He's like very far off on the lineage. Um, I'm not sure how he became king, but that's like the premise of it. And I think Robert Pattinson's the king of France, and they have like old beef, but the new king doesn't want beef. But they go to war, obviously. So it looks intense. It does. 
I might be watching that tonight after work. Yeah, it looks Come good. Come to Pigskin tonight, rave night. Get your juice. <laughs> Hunter's the best best bouncer in all of Athens. Come get it. Um, I will destroy you. <laughs> and then we got, um, so last in our news, Andy Serkins, who um, just recently right. played Caesar. Um, he plays Caesar in Planet of Apes? He did play Caesar, yes. Yeah. Um, and he plays Gollum. He does. And Klaus from he, Black Panther. He's like the, yeah. He's like the ultimate CGI face. Ultimate. He's done some big characters over yes. the years. Um, and he's in talks to be play Alfred in the new Batman <clears throat> movie with Robert Pattinson. Um, I don't know what your thoughts about that are. It's a no for me. He's just not giving me Alfred vibes. First off, Alfred's an old British man. Is it? Do we even know where Andy Serkis is from? Is he British? I have no clue. Sure, but he is no... He is no Michael Caine or some of those older Alfreds. Michael Caine. Like, you know when you hear Alfred from Batman, you know the exact person you're thinking of. Old, gray hair, wickedly British. Sure. And that is just not... Like, maybe Circus could be the frickin' Joker's junior and that. Maybe he's a rabid serial killer, but not Alfred. Not my boy Al. So, my only thoughts, maybe why I'm slightly acceptable to this, is because... This movie is gonna be different than The Dark Knight, obviously, right? The last, oh, yeah. the last Batman flopped with Ben Affleck, so it's like stylistically, like they might try to switch it up and they might make Alfred a little different. He's not gonna be Michael Caine, so why try to get someone who's like Michael Caine? Because no one can beat that. I'm not saying Michael Caine specifically. I'm saying before Michael Caine. I'm saying. Before Michael Caine, every sure. every Alfred the Butler was the same exact character. I would rather have an old guy, Mister Wayne. You know, yeah. hello, Batman. That's my only like. I'm playing devil's advocate. I guess <clears throat> is like maybe that's their thought process. Like, what if he? I don't know what they have up their sleeve. What if he's Alfred the Butler and he sounds like fucking Schmeagle? <laughs> Mister Wayne. <laughs> like, no, I'm precious. I'm not dealing with that shit. That would suck. Yeah, that would suck. Um. And then also, right after that, Colin Farrell's in talks to play Penguin in the same Batman movie. Gosh. You know, I don't know if I'm on board for this, too, and that could be because I'm a little biased towards Danny DeVito's Penguin. I won't lie. Um, I remember Jonah Hill was in talks with the Penguin, right? And then he wanted to play the Riddler, and they told him to frick off. Uh, Jonah or, like, Hill he was departed. in talks, to, but... I. Don't think it might have been money. I'm not sure. It was money. He, he, they were paying Robert Pattinson more, I think. And Jonah Hill was like, "Listen, I'm Jonah Hill. Like, I'm bringing people to the movie, and, and I'm getting, I'm the second highest paid actor on the bill. That's bullshit." And I think it's because like uh, actors, are, like if you're doing a superhero movie, it's kind of a big commitment. You might kind of get stuck as that character. So he wanted that money. Well, I, I read something too where it's like knowing the recent flops of DC. He's kind of taking a gamble by taking this role, you know, could sure. kind of slander his name. So he's thinking to himself, if it's going to be a shit film and everyone's going to hate it, I might as well cash a fat paycheck. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Colin Farrell, uh, he's in what? Fantastic Beasts. That's the last thing I can think of he was in. He's in In Bruges on Netflix. He's in, uh, what was that? Uh, Dumbo. Uh, I've never seen Dumbo. Oh my God, I'm, I'm forgetting so many of his movies right now. It's going to. Oh, he's in. Horrible bosses. Yep. God damn. Well, he's a good actor. I'm a big total recall. Thank you. God. Yeah, he's in both the uh, Fantastic Beast, all three Fantastic Beast movies. Or not just the first. There's two. There's, the there's going to be a third. Sure. But he's not in it because he's Grindelwald. Spoiler alert. Um. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I don't know if I love him for the role. We'll see what they do. You know, you're saying. 
probably going to change up the, st- the stylisticity of it, if that's even a word. Stylistically different. Sure, we'll just say that. So I'm curious to see if he ends up getting casted for it, what, what it's going to look like. I'm excited to see what like the early concept art would be. You yeah. know, just a little picture of what he's going to look like. But eh, I mean, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. He's a good actor. I liked him in that HBO series. All right. Awesome. That might wrap it up for news. No, no, there's a little bit more news. You got, what do you uh, got? Go on. Sure. I just got scammed out of $800 for some <laughs> Bills Browns tickets. It's Sunday in Cleveland. So if you're from Cleveland, you're a dirty fucking rat. Uh, this, you just can't trust people from Cleveland. They're just dirty people. So watch out for scammers. It's the city of dreams. I mean, I didn't know ticket scams still happen. Like, I think it's kind of embarrassing. I blame, go, I blame Wyatt. You got scammed right he, he calls me at like 4.30. He's like, hey, bad news. I'm like, oh, what? We only get one ticket? Oh, look at that. I'm getting a call from a Cleveland number. I'm not answering it. Sure. Yeah. Should I? Yeah, I'll pause. No. I'll answer it on the, on the podcast. Okay. Go put on speaker. We're going live. Hello? Yo, um, you're working tonight, right? Yes, sir. So, I'm on call. Yeah. If you, need, if you like, need, need me. Needs like, like, me. Like, need me. Call me. But, like, um, or, like, tell whoever. Sure. But, like, I'm going on a date with Mira. Oh. Um, Cute. And I'm, right, I'm trying to get fucked up. No, I got you. Um, I got you back. So, like, yeah. For sure. So, just, just keep me posted. If it's starting to get crazy, text me. 100%. Oh, also, All Devin. Right. Yeah. You're on our podcast right now, so just say hi to our fans. Oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> our very first live caller. Nice to be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. I'll send it to you when we're done. Of course, hey, Peace, bro. Take it easy. See ya. You too. All right. That was an awesome first live call. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping it was something about the tickets, but sure. <laughs> yeah, some old bastard. You trying to sue me? I didn't steal your money. It was my son. Sure. <laughs> All right. I guess that's what people from Cleveland sound like. Yeah, only for men are. Um, also, I had to say, I think next week we should uh, we should do a little segment on on uh, music videos. I can do that. We should touch on that. I got another segment. I think we should do flying black midgets. What are they and what do they do? Do you fly the black midget? Or are you flying on a black midget? I think you're just missing all of it. Or the black midgets fly. That's it. Okay. Black flying midgets. Sure. So you're going to have to tune in next week to hear that segment. That sounds like good radio. I'm excited to talk about it. I got some points. So we watch the black the, midgets fly and we tell them what we think. Yes. And I've been deep in the Reddit hole on this. And it is interesting theories. Aliens, the bourgeoisie. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. That they do. That I don't they even do. think you know how to use Reddit. I don't. I honestly have never once looked at a Reddit. It's, true. it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, that's where the best information comes from. I know. That's why Blake's so good at risk now, that little twop. Sure. Um, all right, let's run right into it because we're kind of going long on intro. Segment one. Whoa. That's First good. segment. <laughs> that was the least intimidating thing ever. Fuck. Sure. Got to work on my... Or perhaps she is wondering why someone would shoot the man before throwing him out the plane. That was, a, that was an all right Tom Hardy impression. Yeah? You got to cut the mouth. The fire rises, brother. The fire rises, brother. That was much better. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, YouTube channel of the week. Let's right. get right into it. Yep. You want to go first or want me to run? Uh, you go first. I went All first right. last week. My channel of the week is First We Feast. Um, first We Feast is a subsidiary of Complex. It's their little food channel. Um, and basically on their YouTube what they have is uh, Hot Ones. Oh, um, yes. 
the burger show and they have like a couple other reoccurring segments that aren't that popular so the big two are the burger show with alvin something so a big fat guy um who's a chef and then first we feast with sean evans which is mo- mainly why i picked this channel is that chris evans's brother no, he does have a brother though. He do- I just saw that on YouTube. It yeah, on my feet. me too. It was a little, little. <laughs> he, he was on Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you, they know the algorithm similar on our YouTube. Fuck. Um, the bourgeoisie. <laughs> yeah, but I picked this because if you've ever watched, you've definitely seen clips of hot ones like that. Paul Rudd. Um, I, are you talking to the fans? No, or are you the talking fans. To me? They've definitely seen it, like the thread of Paul Rudd on Twitter. Like, I didn't expect to see you here. You know what I mean? Right. What, what was that one? Yeah. Oh, that was the quote. I yeah. Look at us, yeah. whatever it was. All right, and, continue. Um, yeah, but the main reason is, like, one, I've talked about last week. I love interviews, and I love that type of YouTube, but Sean Evans is, does the best questions ever, and he's a really good interviewer, and he gets the most interesting guests that, like, you really want to know more about. Um, Maisie Williams was just on there. She's one of my – she had a really good one um, – I can't think of her, the actress's name. April Ludgate from Parks and Rec. Um, black hair. I'm not into Parks and Rec. You know this. It's kind of embarrassing you haven't watched Parks and Rec. Uh, I mean, I watch episodes occasional. Just not big on it. No reason. Not because I don't like it, just because I've never gotten into it. Um, Yeah, I can't think of her name. But basically, I it's it's really good interviews. Um, the channel's really good. And then they also have the Burger Show, which is kind of similar. They go to, like, uh, cool burger places like Shake Shack uh, testing facility, that type of stuff. Or Vegas, $80 burgers. And I'll go with, like, Marshawn. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Her name is so. Aubrey Plaza. Thank God. Um, good looking girl. He'll go with, she is good looking. She's in, um, you know what movie I really liked? Uh, Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> with um, De Niro, um, Efron, and um, Aubrey Plaza. And that movie's actually hilarious. It is so funny. Um, I haven't seen that one either. You should really watch it. Yeah. It's actually funny. Okay. It's like stupid. Sure. It's is really it like funny. Bad Grandpa? No. With Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> A little different than that. That, <laughs> that movie's good too. Um, that, what noise, we just watched what, what Jackass. What noise was that you were just making? I was going to finish it off. I kind of just... Oh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. We did just watch Jackass. Yeah. Um, which one? Two and a half three. or three? Three. Um, yeah, First We Feast, really good channel, really good food content. It's kind of, it's a, it's a different way of it. I didn't explain how it once, but basically it's, they get a guest on, they start at the most mild wing, and then after every wing he asks them a question, they work their way up to the hottest one. And the bomb is on there, which is like the super hot hot sauce. Um, it's not the hottest one, but like it, it fucks the people up the most. And my friend has it at home, and like my god you let that thing touch your tongue and it's like not spicy feeling it's like a internal fire like your mouth is just like <sighs> like if it was in a cartoon and you open the bottle yeah. a little red devil would come out of the top and be like prepare to die like right when you and touch it, would it go back in yes you turn red and it's just like the steam comes right sure. at you it's like <sighs> full-blown tom and jerry yeah it's awful <laughs> um so they eat a wing cover in that and it's pretty funny it's a really good show. Uh, plenty of guests, so you can find people you're actually interested in. Anywhere from Casey Neistat to Shaq. Um, I do like Shaq. To that fat guy who's always on Joe Rogan. Um, Shroom Man? <laughs> no. It's, uh, Bruce Valanche. You don't watch Joe Rogan. No I watch a couple. I don't watch enough either. Think of his name. Yeah. Anyway, first we feast my channel of the week. Sure. <clears throat> is it my turn? Yeah. Right, okay. My channel of the week is Colin, a broadcast. I've been watching him for about two, a year and a half now, two years maybe, just going through his, you know, seeing his videos pop up on my timeline every once in a while. 
basically it's this United States citizen that lives in China, I believe, or somewhere around there. And he just goes to a bunch of different malls and stores and whatnot and tries to bargain with these like scam artists. So we'll walk into a mall and it'll be all sorts of fake Yeezys and jerseys and backpacks, you know, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. And he'll walk up and he'll be like, oh, how much for these? She'll be like, $300, $300 for the shoes. And sometimes he gets to work these people down to like 30 bucks, like just back and forth. All right, I give you 250 I give you 250 He goes, I can't do that. I only have 40 American dollars. He'll be like, okay, I do 80, 80. That's it, 80. I do 80. And he goes, ah, and then I'll start to walk out of the store. And sometimes they'll come out and grab his arm and be like, no, 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 you come back in, you buy. I give you two for one, you buy, you get 80, two, two for 80. And it's pretty funny, you know, he, he catches some real bastards out there. So like, that's like a real talent, honestly. Sure. Being able to bargain like that, it's a real mindset. Well, it's cool too. In the beginning of a lot of his episodes, he always says like, hey, if you're ever in this area, look out for this shop and here's what you can do to bargain him down. And some, it's not always closed. He goes into like a jeweler and they're fake diamonds, I think, or some fake stuff and they're selling them for thousands of dollars and he pegs them down to like 1100 800 because you know who the fuck knows why but still you know it's if you're ever in the southeast asia area yeah, if you're in laos man. Sure, if you're ever in laos definitely look up colin a broadcast he's funny too you know he's got a he's got a good little voice for it he really he really pisses off these asians um I was in New York this summer and on Canal Street. It's the first time I ever went there. It's well, where in New York? Because I'm from Buffalo, New York. So, like, where you in where? Ah, the city. Oh, New York, New York. Got to be more clear for the viewers. Well, let's be honest. Anyone who listens to this considers New York City New well, York. Well, they might say, oh, don't... I was in New York over the summer. And they're like, oh, my God, how was Ithaca? Like, right. you don't know. Oh, you went to Syracuse? Thank God I wasn't in Ithaca. Well, let's, let's make that clear. Wh- why? What's wrong with Ithaca? That's where my mom's from. Isn't there a bunch of issues in Ithaca? What's wrong with Ithaca? I feel like you were telling me some problems about Ithaca. No, there's no problems. Go ahead. Tell everyone what's what's wrong with Ithaca. There's nothing wrong with Ithaca. Okay. There's nothing Cornell's wrong. Cornell's there. It's beautiful. Ithaca's there. It's a very liberal college. Cornell or Ithaca? Uh Ithaca? Mm-hmm. I know I know I know a couple of good friends of mine that are homosexuals that go to school. All right, there. No one cares about upper sure. New York. Sure, okay, um, you're right. Back to the story. You're in New York City. And Canal Street, which is basically Chinatown. And we were walking in all these shops and they are so funny. It's like all these random ass like touristy, touristy, touristy T shirts. And and my one friend who was there like asked how much and they're like fifteen or whatever it was, right? And he said nothing else and like we start walking out, he's like, Fine. He literally said nothing. He's like, fine, I'll give it to you for five. (laughs) 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 He didn't have to do anything, and he just took ten bucks off just, like, walking out. Um, So that was awesome. Another funny story, not to do with Asians, but same idea. Uh, Me and Spina were at a Zach Brown concert over the summer. Me me, a bunch of friends were there uh, two summers ago, and we're leaving, and there's still a bunch of those T-shirt guys, you know, T-shirts, 25 a pop, 25 a pop, get your shirts. Zach Brown, once in a lifetime, they like flip it around. Like in the parking lot, like they just walk, they like shake it in your face. Yeah, and he goes up to Speedy, he's like, $25 to get your best Zach Brown T-shirt you'll never see again. Speedy goes, I'm not going to lie to you, man, I got $7 in singles in my wallet, I'm sorry. Guy goes, yeah, I'll do it for seven. (laughs) (laughs) That quick. Sure. Not even a second to reply. Yeah, Yeah, I'll do it for seven. They don't give a fuck. No. No, at all. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, that wraps up Colin a Broadcast for me. Definitely check it out. It's good media. It's good entertainment. Give you a laugh. But also some insightful information. Sure. Some definite insightful information. I guess I would kind of consider that in the late night YouTube realm. It is. It's definitely there. Yeah. Or tourist, touristy, maybe. 
maybe it pops up on your travel. Sure. Travel yeah, it's, section. It's like if you really want to watch it, you're laying in bed at two in the morning type of thing. So is this the second week in a row I've gotten two in the morning YouTube? That's your kind of style. It's either that or shitting YouTube. Everybody knows. Yeah. Um. Anyway, thank you. Moving on. Yeah. We were supposed to have a special guest today, but he wasn't home. Um, Lacrosse social. What a pansy. Yeah, and we didn't want to have any other. We don't want to have any ill-advised fools on this show. Absolutely not. God, I'd rather kill me. Second segment. That was creepy. Thank you. Like everyone who's listening with headphones just got the chill. You're right. It's it's literally it's <laughs> we're past we're past oh. Halloween. We're past Halloween. God. I don't know what I was doing. God, thank God we have that dream catcher in here. That was spooky as fuck. All right, for our second segment, we're gonna do um, favorite miniseries. Um, so first time doing this segment. I don't. I think it'll just kind of be fun, a little different. Uh, do you do you want me to go first? I'll, I'll take the reins. Yeah, on I did this go one. first last time. Yeah, we're we're all for Eve equivalent here. We are. Um, is that? No, it was not. What's Anyways, the, what's my, the word? Equ- we're all for equi- equality. Equality. <laughs> <laughs> we are illiterate. That is a word I can pronounce. I am illiterate. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so my miniseries of the week, favorite miniseries. I mean, is 2001's Band of Brothers, produced by Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Ooh! Big fan of this show. Uh, two year, I think Saving Private Ryan came out in '99. Is it '99 or '98? But anyways, also directed by Spielberg. Ten episode miniseries. It is really good. It's really graphic. I remember I'd always watch it uh, when I was younger. My dad would storm into the room and turn it off because there was so much violence. Probably thought I was going to turn into a shooter, to be honest. But it's it gives you a really good in depth look of World War Two. Uh, it follows like basically a, a whole squad throughout like the whole European front after D-Day from D-Day to the end of the war. And it's really, it's, it's, it's just, you really see the brotherhood and the camaraderie among these guys. And you get some really good action scenes. I love this show. I actually just got the DVD box set for Christmas last year. Came in a little metal case. It's war hardened. Uh, so yeah, I, I love the show. Absolutely. Have you, you haven't seen it. Have you? Um, I have not seen Banner brothers. <clears throat> I definitely want to watch it. Um, for for some reason, like before I ever had HBO, like HBO to me was just Band of Brothers. Like yeah. I don't know why that just like that always. always stood out to me. Um, like I never knew what it was until recently. Um, but I do want to watch it. I, I, I want to say I feel like that's it was one of its first OG shows. I, I, when did The Sopranos come out? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, but I feel like it was around that time. I I can't imagine HBO started pumping out shows before 1995, right? Home bo- I'll look up Homebox Office. Sure. Uh, should we add the HBO? Um, Whenever we do. Oh, sh- uh, should we add that to the beginning yeah, of our pod? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we might get copyrighted for but it. But I'll feel so angelic. Right, it would. Maybe this time we will. It might float. Before we get too popular. Um, Won't get tagged for it. No, but Band of Brothers, it, it, it's kind of cool that they took like a war story and turned it into like a miniseries. Yeah. Because um, you only see like war movies and you never really see like war shows. Yeah. Um, so I, I really want to watch it. They do a phenomenal job. The camera angles, it's so, it's so HD. You really feel like you're there. Shaky cam, they use the shaky cam a lot. It's cool. It's a good show. Definitely. Right. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I don't have any real thoughts, but I haven't seen it. So I I mean, I'm interested, definitely interested in the concept and like how it's a mini series is cool. How many episodes? 10. 10. So it's like a full season of a show. 10 or 8. Uh, I I have a weird feeling it's 10. Um, Spielberg always does a good job. He's like, that was when he was in his peak, kind of. Um, I don't know what Spielberg does anymore. He probably lives a good life. 
does have a good life. He probably just like he probably yeah, just it's, advi- ten. it's ten. Ten. Uh-huh. I feel like Spielberg just advises people now in his knowledge. Sure. Um He's a savvy vet. He is, he really is a savvy vet. <clears throat> okay, you good? Yeah. Alright. My favorite miniseries um is When They See Us. Um uh God, this just good. came out this summer. That was really good. Uh so I got the description. I didn't pull up the whole thing, but when they see us is a limited series that spawns a quarter of a century um, from when the teens are first questioned about the incident um, in the spring of 1989, going through their exoneration in 2002 and ultimately their settlement with the city of New York in 2014, which I think is the largest settlement by a, um, a city of all time, um, by state of all time. Uh, but basically it's the central park five. That's what they're known as. Um, there was, I'll explain the story a little bit. There was a, uh, a jogger in Central Park who got like brutally beaten and raped, um, almost died. And in the story, there's a bunch of kids, uh, black teens from like 14, like young kids, 14, 15, 16, just hanging out in the park doing whatever they're doing, just trying to really nothing, nothing illegal. Um, bullying, probably. Disturbing the peace. Exactly, as the it. whites would say, disturbing <laughs> damn boomers. Um, <laughs> yeah, but basically, they, uh, the lady who's running, I forget her name, um, running the uh, investigations, just like, give me every black teen that was there. And these kids get brought in. None of them did it. None of them even know what happened. None of them did it. None of them even saw it. And basically, they all get coerced into um, by the investigators um, when, they're, confession. when they're getting questioned um, to like blame each other. And they didn't even know some of each other. So it's a really, really messed up thing. It reminds me a lot of the people versus OJ, but less about the court case and more about the people. Yeah. Um, if you like the people versus OJ, you will love when they see us. I agree. This is the first show that made me cry. Um, well warranted since toy story three. I didn't even cry during toy story three. I got teary eyed, but this made me cry. It was so sad. It's just crazy how freaking crooked and corrupt that was. You know, they just wanted to pump out, uh, just to pump out a verdict and convict these fa- these five black teens. And the the main, what was it, not the prosecutor, the investigator, I forget her name, the one, Same. the the ratchet hoe. Yeah, you know, the sure. girl that coerced them all and everything. She ended up making millions off all these book deals, talking about this case and other cases. And basically, it was just all bullshit. It was just all to get her name out there. A really messed Wicked. up, a really messed up thing about it is like Donald Trump took out like a, a massive ad, uh, TV ads and newspaper oh, ads, right. um, to literally say bring back the death penalty. Yeah. Directed at I these forgot kids. Forgot about that. Um, a lot of these kids were in jail for a good, a couple of years. Um, I think like six, seven, eight. Uh, but the one kid who was sixteen got charged as an adult. Um, that that is the uh, story that makes me cry. Oh. Um, God. Couldn't even imagine being in big boy prison at 16. He goes to Rikers Island in Harlem, which is one of like the worst um, prisons back then. And, one of the uh, worst prisons now. Yeah. But like prisons back then were way worse than they are now. Pr- brutality was, was awful back True. then. Guards would just beat you. Um, and that kid, it doesn't really spoil anything, but basically he goes in solitary <laughs> confinement because he has to because he's getting beaten all the time. Um and the scene when he's in solitary confinement just makes me cry. Um, when they see us, though, it's it's amazing. Um, it's really powerful. It's like really it's like really good for like the black culture. Like it really kind of speaks on like all those levels. Like you couldn't even imagine what it was like to be a kid and Absolutely if that happened not. to you just because you were black. Um, <coughs> so it's really powerful. 
it's yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. On Netflix, on Netflix, just came out this summer. It's new, looks amazing. Really good actors. Um, won the primetime Emmy for best miniseries. Yes, true, cool. Yeah, right now. When they see us. When they see us, 2019. S- segment three. Segment three. I think it's segment three. So do I. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right, you got this one. You're right. I am going first for this one. Um, my Netflix watch of the week is Jim and Andy. Ah, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Um, Jim and Andy is a documentary about Jim Carrey. Um, I got the description right here. Uh, using 100 hours of footage from the set of Man of the Moon, which is Andy Kaufman, uh, not a uh, movie where Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman. Uh, filmmaker Christmas documents Jim Carrey's um, Jim Carrey's transformation from the legendary performance artist and comedian Andy Kaufman. Um, so basically, uh, Jim Carrey is a very changed man now uh, than he was back then, and he gets super deep into this role um, playing Andy Kaufman, and he goes full method actor, and he can't act normal again like you see him offset and he acts insane and he really loses his mind he doesn't break character he does not and he play he, he does that tony clifton guy too he, he keeps walking around like this you know going up to girls and like oh you look like a nice hot piece of ass basically yeah, yeah like he oh my god that's method acting at it's finest he causes ruckus. scary though really? yeah he does they're like hey jim we need you here to do this and he just goes who's jim yep who's jim i don't i don't know i don't know a fucking jim I'm handy. Yeah. Um, like, he doesn't even say it in a regular voice. Like, he acts like Andy Kaufman, like this absurd guy. And it's really cool seeing Jim Carrey now talk about it. He's, like, a very changed man. Um, and it really messed with his life and his career. Uh, I love it. It's a really well-made documentary. Um, entertaining from start to finish. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, if you like Jim Carrey or, like, any, like any of his movies, you should really give it a watch. Because it's cool to see how, he's, how far he's become from, you can say... Um, to what what is in now kidding the show yeah. on Showtime oh all the way back then to um freaking the Grinch for Christ's sakes liar liar the mask the mask um what's the movie where he's in the fake world uh the Truman Show the Truman Show it's really cool um I definitely recommend it it's really worth a watch it really is like it's definitely just just watch it like it's one of those documentaries it's not like too informational it's cool seeing this behind the scenes footage um yeah Jim and Andy Jim and Andy. Um, am I up now? Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> ah, 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 ah. Mm, tip of the tongue, tip of the mouth. Here we go. <coughs> All right. Ah, fuck. Mm. All right. All right. Get it. My, my Netflix watch of the week is 2005's V for Vendetta. Uh, so also, well, because I watched Gunpowder yesterday and today about the Guy Fox thing. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I saw, I was on Netflix today and I saw that. V from Vendetta is on there, and that's kind of based off of this, this uh, the Guy Fox gunpowder plot, uh, but like a different twist. It takes place in like 2032 England when a fascist regime is taken over, and basically Im- killed and imprisoned all these minority groups like African Americans, Jewish people, like gays, and that kind of stuff. And there's just this masked guy wearing the Guy Fox mask. And he's just on, like, a revenge tour to kill all the people that wronged him. Stars Natalie Portman, Hugo Weaving. Mystery, thriller, action, and adventure. It really it pulls some of your strings, though, because 
shows you, I don't want to spoil anything, but it shows you some really, some really deep stuff about the character's past and like how it could work. And you could really compare some of the scenes in this movie to some Holocaust movies. Like a lot of it reminds me of Schindler's List. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's a, it's a really good film. I would highly advise to watch on this as I do for everything that I review, but I'm a big fan of V for Vendetta. It is really interesting to see, or I should say, I really enjoy the films where it's like post or not post different realities you know, movies were like, let's say the Nazis won World War II. It's like a fake, it's a fake world, a, right. a, a fictitious made up world. This yeah. is after the U.S. and the USSR went into nuclear war and basically the whole world was at war and England was like, oh, you know, we want to be different from them. You know, we need to consolidate our power and stay neutral. And this fascist regime takes over and basically it's the government having complete control and it's Natalie Portman and V, as we know him, fighting back and kicking some fucking ass. Awesome. He's very poetic, too. Speaks almost everything he says is kind of in poem. Not really, but it's really cool. The first scene you see him, he goes on this wild rant where, like, every other word he says starts with a V. He's like, these fictitious villains that vask in the virony of a... I don't even know, but it's really cool. That's special. (laughs) Like, I wish I could kind of talk like that. And he kills with these Raphael from the Ninja Turtle Blades. Like two? You know? Yeah, like, in each hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... That's cool. So, um, you know, the scene in Game of Thrones when um, Grey Worm cuts the uh, yeah the uh, slave yeah. the slave traders uh-huh. next when he just goes across. Shh. Yeah, right yeah. across. Uh-huh. That's dope. That's what dope. that's what I'm thinking with the two blades. Yes, just yes. cutting like a little uh-huh. sidearm. That's what you would do. It'd be like, you can't see me, but I'm really putting on a performance right now. It's like stab, stab, stab. Cut to the back, right to the head, throat. He's really not putting on performance. He kind of looks like Mac. From Always Sunny, when he just does the punches in midair. Which Mac? Fat Mac. <sighs> Fat Mac in um the, the the Night Man Cometh. Yes, I was referring to the same episode that I hoped you weren't talking about. Day man. Right. Um, but that, that wraps it up for me and V for Vendetta. Netflix, check it out. Check this shit out. Fighter of the Night Man. My champion of the sun. <laughs> My favorite part about like that song is like how they actually come up with it when it's um Charlie and Dennis, and they're just in <laughs> they're in Charlie's apartment. Charlie's been huffing glue and uh, spray paint is all over his face. He's like, "No, man!" And uh, Dennis comes in with that tight the tight yeah. thing because he was yeah. trying to do the band with uh, the other guys, the other uh, members of the gang, and they just go and make that song. It's so funny. Dennis just goes ah every time. <laughs> you must pay the trolls toll to get inside the boys' hole. It's cool how Charlie Day can like play the piano when he does in the in Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah, he just kills it out of nowhere. He's got like a couple songs. <laughs> can he actually play piano? I mean, I assume. I would imagine he right? can play in the show. Sure. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that could be. He could just be pressing keys, and they could they could be pumping it. I've Beethoven. watched some. Behind, I've watched some behind the scene clips of him doing like eight different tries of the song. He can play the piano. Okay, he can rock it out. Yeah. Young Young Bach. <laughs> Yo Yo Ma. <laughs> Yo Yo Ma. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up for. Netflix watch of the week. Awesome. All right, running into four. Segment four. I need a coffee or something. I feel like if you're podcasting, you need a cup uh, of joe. I ran out of water like ten minutes ago, and my throat is just raspy as all hell right now, so it is just saliva, mm-hmm. and I feel like I am dying. I just want to sip on a cup of joe. I feel I feel so much more podcasty. I want I want a Wits. <gasps> I, I want a Wits milkshake. I go for some ice cream. Not even a milkshake. They have this creamsicle drink. Oh my god, get out of town! It's like a milkshake, just creamsicle flavored. But less heavy, less on... shaky, more milky. Yes, yeah, kind of. I don't, you know, I don't know. I haven't had it in like a year and a half, but it's good. 
It's really good. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. Thank you. You think it's possible to do food reviews on on podcasts? We could absolutely do food reviews, and we could put the pictures. You know, the type we could do the title of the episode and put a little picture on it, maybe on SoundCloud. Sure. And you know, it, it'll be food we make. So everything bagel with some <laughs> or Easy Mac with hot sauce. Let's just review very basic food. <laughs> hot sauce, popcorn. We'll be like, mm. yeah, I'm picking, uh, I'm picking up the sodium here. I'm not getting enough margarine. I'm not getting enough margarine. If you use margarine instead of butter, what the fuck is wrong if with you? If you use margarine in, in, instead of butter, you have to be one of those people that are like, save the environment. We must save the environment. But, like, they don't really care about it, but just always say it. It's like seeing that girl that says, I don't eat meat, but I'm wearing an extremely expensive leather purse. Sure. You hear me? So it's like, you don't eat the meat, but you're killing it for your purse. Right. A little redundant. Yeah, it's like the people... Or ironic. The, the people who wouldn't, like... Where does butter come from? Milk? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So it would be, like, people who doesn't want cows to get milk. Right. What does margarine come from? Lord, you're just you're asking all the tough questions right now. Oh. I think it's when you have thermonuclear fission. Okay. And it's literally you just add some other More, products, a couple protons, water, rice, and they kind of mix it together with yellow dye. Yellow dye number two. Mm, Daddy daycare. <laughs> Daddy daycare. Multidextrose. Yellow dye number two. You know the girl with the glasses. No. Pretty, no, you haven't seen Daddy Daycare. Uh, I've in a while. seen Daddy Daycare. It's, not, it's been a you while. Don't, you don't remember that? She, I think the two. I think she has two moms. No, you know what? That's kicking and screaming. I'm thinking of Beyond Sun now. <laughs> hey, Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> I could watch kicking and screaming. Sure, that'd be a good. Did you just kick your son's shins? No, no, I was just toughing him up. <laughs> that'd be a great nostalgia review. Mike Ditka. Will, that, Fe- Will Ferrell well, again. Yeah, we were talking stepbrothers earlier. Robert Duvall, if we want to go actor for actor and kicking and screaming. Right. Robert Duvall, that one kid that looks like a fucked up goblin that used to be on those Disney. He was in Even Stevens. Yep, Beans. Yep, yep, Beans. Beans, that guy, the fucked up goblin. <laughs> God, he looks so weird. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to jerk off to? Three, two, one, good Vogue. housekeeping. Okay. I get the stepbrothers reference, but I always answer that question with Vogue. Because you're weird like that. I like Vogue. You remind me of Patrick Bateman it in a weird way. It stimulates In a less handsome way. I think I'm handsomer than Patrick Bateman. And if you're referring to Patrick Bateman, that means you're talking about Christian Bale. Correct. Because you've never seen Pam and Bateman otherwise. And I'm most certainly more handsome than Christian Bale. Skinny Christian Bale or fit Christian Bale? Because you're less handsome the than movie, both. The movie... Okay, so um, there's two Christian Bales I'm taken from. The one Christian Bale where he lost like 140 pounds and literally ate an apple a day and looked like skin and bones. In what film? I, you know, I can't think of the name right okay. now. And the other Christian Bale I'm thinking that I look like is the one, uh, that movie with Emma Stone that just that came out like five or six years ago. And, uh, you know, I don't know, but he's really fat. Well, that, that was really helpful. Yeah. So maybe you get to, if you look look up Christian Bale fat movie. He's fat and vice. If vice, seen, that's it. Have you seen vice? That's what I'm thinking of. He plays, yeah, not the Emma Stone movie, but the, I think there was an Emma Stone movie. Vice is the one with uh, W. Bush, right? Correct. And Dick Cheney. Correct. So I look like Dick Cheney. Yeah, I look like Dick Cheney from Vice. Um, by the way, I I just remembered this. Uh, we're gonna move on to the fourth segment. Sorry, in a second. But uh, I forgot to bring this up in news. Ford Ferrari early reviews came out. With, Smashing. With Bale and Damon. Smashing, darling. Ravishing. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ravishing. 
I'll read one of them. Uh, this guy, I said, I think Ford vs. Ferrari is one of the best movies of the year from start to finish. The rhythm of the film, damn near perfect. Masterful job by Mangold. Damon delivers a hell of a performance, and Bale really is a genius, which he really is. True. Um, he just uh, outdoes himself again. See this movie. Let's go. Um, absolutely hyped for that movie. Um, we talked about that last week, so we're not going to go into it. Mm-hmm. Let's rock. Let's That's, rock. Let's Top rock. five game shows. Fourth segment. Number four. Or Ben. Welcome to number four. Or Ben. Chocolate Thunder. Thinking. Ki- Thinking King. Super King. Kid Dynamite Chocolate Thunder or Ben. Kid Dynamite. Um, okay, let's rock. Top five game shows. Number five. Go. Right. Okay. Number five. Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. Nothing satisfies me more than when I'm in a hungry mood than watching a bunch of frantic chefs for the blue team try to cook up some scallops, fuck it up, and then Gordon Ramsay coming in here and saying, What are you serving him shit on a plate? Is that it? You're serving shit on a plate? You are a terrible chef. You are a terrible chef, and you have no business being in my fucking kitchen. So that's why, yeah, it's a game show, because, you know, they want to win. So... It could be, I mean, it could be reality TV, I guess, but I'm counting it as a game show. Can we count think, it as a game show? I think it's a perfect mix where we're just going to allow it to be. Right, game okay. Show. So, yeah, Hell's Kitchen with Chef Gordon Ramsay. Okay, uh, my number five is Cash Cab. Um, I completely, I, I actually really forgot about the show, but something triggered my mind. Did you look up game shows before this episode? Probably. Okay. Um, I forget the, the host's name. Uh, but Cash Cab was like a weird show that I'd always watch in like my mom's room or like randomly on TV, and it's so entertaining because you're always like one day I'll walk in a cab in New York and I'll get in Cash Cab, which would be so cool. But like you never were. Um, it, it really isn't that good of a show, but for some reason like that's that's old reality, like that's the old cable television that like that's the shit I eat up. Yeah. Uh, so I got Cash Cab at number five. Right. Okay, big number four here. You guys are all going to be shocked by this because it's so out of the bag. My number four game show is Cash Cab. Oh, what a pansy move. Hosted by Benjamin Ray Bailey. It's your ultimate cable television. You know, I just remember always walking into my mom's room and watching it. And I always thought... Now, who is this guy? I always thought one day when I would walk into... When I'd go to New York City, I'd just wander into a cab and get some cash. But... That never happened to me. But yeah, Cash Cab is my number four. Big fan of it. Love love to see the unsuspecting people answer some random questions. And it could range from anything. First question, who, when when did this movie come out? Boom, 1999. Second question, what was Albert Einstein's theory of relativity and when was it brought into the United States? And they're just baffled because it's Mary Louise that just came from Macy's. So it's cool. It's cool to watch these people. It, it feels real. It's one of those game shows that just feels really real. Because, you know, even the camera's not that high def either. So it's like this is a definite. This is definitely real. All right, yeah, you. What do you got? Cash cab. Um, that was just like a, Benjamin a, Ray Bailey. That was ridiculous, but oh, fuck, fuck you. I had I had it as number four. You had fuck you for having it so low. How's you had. That? Okay. How's that? Okay. Uh, my number four. Oh, yeah. My number four is uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, on Nick Gaius. Uh, this is an all-time game show. Uh, this is like actually something everyone actually wished they were on when you were a kid. Um, just go into the Knicks studios and hop in the Legends of Hidden Temple. Put me on the fucking Scorpion team already. The yeah. Purple Scorpions, whatever the hell they were. Come on. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't even. I really hardly remember this show. But like, let me talk. Let me have the temple talk to me. He doesn't open his mouth. He's like, "Welcome to the temple," something like that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now this is actually something everyone wished they'd always been on. Do you always want to win one of those like weird prizes, like a bike or something? Yeah, that with that obvious um, voice from the skies, like congratulations, yeah. you just won yourself a three-day all-expense-paid trip to El Paso, Texas, or like some other random things. You just won a world-class microwave, and the guy's like, "Thank you, thank you, Randy." <laughs> Randy. All right, that's that's legends of. Legends of the Hidden Temple by yes. number four. Nick Gass. Uh, my third is Deal or No Deal with the famously um, obsessive-compulsive Howie Mandel. I know, and I can attest to this, German that Deal or No Deal? What? Germaphobe. Yeah, oh, germ... No, no. He's definitely a germaphobe. No, he's obsessive-compulsive. I watched a whole 30-minute YouTube video on it. And germaphobe. Sure. Okay. We'll say he's we'll say he's a germaphobe too. And both. He, he, he doesn't both. let people touch it. Right. You're right. He's both. He's both. He's a germaphobe and he's obsessive compulsive. Um, I know that whenever I used to watch his show, I would get stressed out for sure. When it comes down to the last two cases, well, right before that, when you get the little plea bargain from the random black silhouette person up in the window, they're like, "Yeah, uh-huh. how he picks up the phone? Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. okay, I'll tell him. We'll give you twenty two thousand dollars right now. Then you know you open up the little red button. Deal or no deal." And then, you know, you're sitting there, the scary music's on, right when we come back. Mic's down, mic's down. Third time. Third time. Um, yeah, yeah. And then when it comes down to the last two cases, one has a million dollars, and the other has three cents. You 50-50 shot, and you fuck it up. Well, and I just feel so bad for these people. This is a game show you kind of can do. They have these, like, the deal or no deal, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, the game at Dave and Buster's everywhere. Yeah, every like big game like you, Dave and Buster's. The little that, screen board yeah. when it's got like all twenty four cases or it whatever. It costs way too much to play all the time. You never win, but no. it's like it's always fun. You get, like twenty tickets. Yeah, depending always. on depending on. I mean, you could win it all. Sure, but never, never. Howie Mandel. All right, my number three. Bum, bum. Howie Mandel makes some good TikToks too. You got to check out his channel if you got TikTok. Fuck, I have six on here. My my apologies. All right, my number three. He put this thing together too. What a goddamn sham! I did five. Okay. <laughs> number three. American Ninja Warrior. Um, American Ninja Warrior started as like a weird random niche show on like what did it start on? True TV, one of those weird channels. God. It was on those those channels that you'd see like the Japanese game shows on, and then it would come on after. I think it was a Japanese adaptation. It was okay. Then yeah. So it's originally in Japan. Yeah. Um, just called Ninja Warrior. But basically, the reason I love it, one for some reason it's always on. It's like always on. It's always in season. Two, the hosts are still the original hosts, and they're so goofy. It's like very funny. And three, it's sick. Like, it's cool. Watch these, like, world-class athletes climb walls and shit. It's dope. Like, that's a good game show. That's something I'll watch, you know, Wednesday night. That's legit entertainment. It really is. 100%. And I love how one time you'll get ex-Navy SEAL ripped, and he'll do it quick, and then the next person you get's 35-year-old big fat dude. He's like, I'll give it a run. I mean, not hugely fat, because, you know, you got to be somewhat in shape to qualify, but still, and they just wipe out on the first thing. You're like, ah. Like, that's the only show you don't want to see people fail. Like, you kind of want to watch yeah. everyone, like, be Intent- it. Get it going. Yeah. Uh, so, number three, American Ninja Warrior. 
number two, I'm rolling with my home dog out on bail, fresh out of jail, Alex Trebek's Jeopardy. Sure. Always fuck with Jeopardy. My grandfather always has it on at the house. Always watch with him. Sometimes I'll try myself. I'll get some right every once in a while, but it's good. And Trebek, I think, is goofy enough where it makes the show entertaining. He's got his little smart, smart comments, makes it funny. Fun fact, a girl from my high school was on Jeopardy, Kids Jeopardy, whatever, for like the 18-year-olds. But she was good. She was in second place. Good for her. Good for her. But it's it's an interesting show. You know, I enjoy it. I like. I feel like I get some knowledge from it. So I, I enjoy it. I enjoy Alex Trebek. Speedy recovery on his cancer. Sure. Beat, beat that shit up. Beat get that, well, get beat well that soon, shit Mr. to the bone, Mr. Trebek. Um, a reason I think Jeopardy's so big or so popular, one, it's always on at like one old person's house. Like it's just always on. You know what I mean? It's like never off. Um, two, it's like the only show where like the fans are always engaged. Yeah. Like everyone's always like from like the kitchen. Your mom's like, I know it. You know what I mean? It's like the whole family's engaged, even if they're not watching. They so. just yell it in. It'll, you know, they'll be like, um, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis. Oh, Jamie, Jamie yeah. Fox. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Damn. It's like, who's the historically, you know, I don't even know. It's like something that's just whatever. Uh, that didn't make sense. Oh my God. Did you ever see the one YouTube clip where one of the categories was American football? Or whatever, and be like, when the quarterback pa- or when when a team gets over ten yards on a play, what do they achieve? And some of these guys, you know, because they're such wicked nerds, they'll be like a score. Right. Ah, it's a first down. Like it'll go. Boop, no, boop, no, no one even answered. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, boop, and then boop. also when that dude, I, I don't know his name. I didn't really pay attention. I'll be honest. Oh, I did. The guy that just kept winning and What's winning. His name and win- I don't remember, sure. but I was I, I watched some of the episodes. Yeah, everyone was watching that. He was uh, a genius. He was. He's like a professional sports better. Um. Okay, my number two. Damn, make me like him. My number two is let's make a deal, hosted by yours truly, Wayne Brady. Yeah. Um, let's make a deal is on, on the weekends. I think it's on at 11, no, 10 and then Price is Right's on at 11. Um, if I'm up, I always, like, I always Drew put Carey? this on. Is that who does the Price is Right? Yeah, Drew Carey still does it. Um, yeah, Wayne Brady does Let's Make a Deal and Let's Make a Deal, everyone wears an out, everyone wears, like, a costume to the show, which is kind of entertaining to me. So it's, like, every time. Everyone's wearing something stupid. Um. And those are just like those classic games. It's like Price is Right where the people come on. It's like, na 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 And they just go crazy. They're like, Wayne, Wayne. Da, 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 da. They like, can't stop shaking their Woo! hand. Yeah, like, They're just waving to the crowd. Huge yeah. smile on yeah. their face. <laughs> it's like these people are going nuts. You know what I mean? Um, but they, they get legit prizes. So it's actually cool. It's really cool. Um, and Let's Make a Deal has got like funny little gimmicks and all that stuff. So it's very entertaining. Love Wayne Brady. He's in, um, oh, what is the uh, improv show? Practical Jokers. No, give me a second. Just talk. Silent Library. Improv. I'll improv for you guys right now. There was a man. Man walking to the station. Saw this guy in a black cap. He said, hello, Mr. Man in the black cap. What can I do for you today? Hello, sir. I said, I want some tickets for the downtown Dobby. The Dobby? Yeah, you got some for me. There is no Dobby. Then you're not the man I'm looking for. It's Agent Michael Scorn. Put your oh, hands up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Every I knew improv, this was a boss. Yep, every improv chance. By the way, this show is Whose Line Is It Anyway? Um, it's like an improv show, and it's awesome. It is literally the, one of the funniest shows. I used to watch it all the time. I used to DVR that show. Okay, uh, number two, let's make a deal. I fuck with DVR. I love taping shit. I used to have so many movies locked up on that bitch. Oh, I want to watch The Alamo? Sure. Let's go to the DVR. I had a movie's DVR for years. I want to watch The Great Wait, The Great Raid with James Franco, World War II movie about breaking out POWs from a Japanese concentration camp. Boom, DVR'd it three years ago. I got it whenever I want it. 
Number one for me, Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Sometimes when I watch a show, I think to myself, how the hell do they still let this air? Because the amount of innuendos that they make, that Steve Harvey makes sexually or some of the guests, sometimes baffles me, but I fucking die laughing at this dude. And I love how it's family against family or like cast against cast or whatever. I just enjoy the show. I think it's funny to hear some of the answers. Like some of these people are just... Sorry, that was a bird. <laughs> that was like mid-word. Some of their answers are just so out of pocket. What do you use to clean the microwave? He said a hot pocket or a window door. Steve what the so, that? He's so sassy. It's yeah. just like, all right. You don't say that to me. Yeah, that and one. I, and then I, like that one black girl's like, you tell him, Steven. You tell him, Steve. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of that. Uh, I forget what it was about, but that one clip, it was long as anything. It went viral on Twitter of like someone someone being so stupid on Family Feud. And Steve Harvey was like pissing himself. Like he just couldn't do it anymore. I should have watched it before this. He's good at hosting the ESPYs too. Right? He hosted the ESPYs two years ago. I have no clue. Sure. All right, you're up. All right. But yeah, Family Feud. <laughs> you always have to say what is too, right? What? Is that the show we always would say, what is? It's Jeopardy. Fuck. Oh, I know I'm thinking of that. Uh, on Always Sunny when they go on the game show and Matt yeah. keeps on doing it. That's what I was thinking of this whole time. We were talking about Family Feud. Um, <laughs> Charlie gets that one answer every time. And then that noise keeps making Dennis lose his mind. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't like that sound. Oh, yeah, Charlie gets... If you went to a mall, what is one thing... Or what is something that you would definitely see? A dragon. <laughs> no... It, I forget it, but yeah, it was it was funny as hell. Um, okay, my number one is Wipeout. Yes, Wipeout. Um, Wipeout to me is like it, it, it's got to be the goat of game shows. Like sure. it, it's different than your average game show. But who who didn't watch Wipeout? Like who really didn't like Wipeout? Like I had the game on my phone. Uh, everyone had it on Connect. It was awesome. It was announced by uh, Butcher Goss and some other weird dude. Um, but it was... John Anderson. It wasn't Butcher Goss. You're right. John Anderson. My apologies. Dumbass. It's his favorite show, he says. It's his favorite game show. And he says Butcher Goss. You talking to me, huh? You told me tale. You disrespect me like that on my podcast. You've been talking to that fat fuck. Um, yes, anyway. Uh, like the balls Referring are... Referring to Al Capone, not Clark. <laughs> the balls are like iconic going over the big bouncing balls yeah the red um, ones yeah watching people get punched in the face with Absolutely falling mud diced. it's awesome it's so entertaining there's some real cranks in that some haymakers yeah uh, that's my uh, number one though nice alright we're at an hour two okay I was just saying I got work in 20, 28 minutes. All we have to do is talk about Watchmen. Right. Yes. Let's dive into the fifth and final segment. Rorschach. Right. Fifth. The fifth element. Bruce Willis. What Mila Jovovich. Five. Fifth element. The movie. Five golden rings. Gary Oldman. Police Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, Kamish. It's the fifth, yeah, it's the fifth element. There's a couple other actors in there. I can't really think of it. Oh, you mean the Book of Eli? No. No, I'm talking about the fifth element. Okay. Let's like, run it. Literally, Denzel Washington is nowhere near this movie. Chris Tucker. Yeah, the guy that talks like this. What's up, man? Sure. You know Chris Tucker. I, I know. I'm ready, for, He's in I'm the, ready to talk about Watchmen. The you movie go. with Jackie Chan. Uh, Rush, Rush Hour. The series. That's Chris Tucker. So, yeah. fifth The fifth segment. Watchmen. Episode three. 
Um, this episode is sponsored by Ramble Media. Well, Ramble Media is really no longer a division of Ramble uh, Recreation. Now we are one. We are one. We are all one. Okay, I can turn off this. Blah blah blah. Okay, I'll talk about Watchmen. I was just trying to look for the title. Oh, the title of episode three. She was killed by space junk. So, uh, it opens up while uh, you get this girl in a phone booth. It looks like a Dr. Manhattan phone booth. Or it says on the wall, I think it's phone to Mars. She opens up. She's trying to say these really weird joke. Like, yeah. keeps messing up. Don't know who sense. she is. Zero sense at all. You're like, who, who the hell is this girl? Cuts. She's at a bank. Bank's getting robbed. <clears throat> Some makeshift Batman breaks in. He says, you know, stop robbing the place. I'm going to shoot you. Little standoff for about a minute 30. Turns out everybody in there is in the FBI, part of the, uh, what's it called, the anti-vigilante squad or something like that. Basically, it's a squad entrusted with stopping the vigilantes of the world because if you watch the movie or the comics at all, you know that a bunch of people turned into Batmans, except they had no superpowers, and they went around and fought crime, but it ended up doing more harm than good. It's like Incredibles, just no superpowers, and they use guns and shit. And the big shift Batman guy runs out, and the... Uh, main, the girl we see in the beginning pumps four bullets into his back, kills the dude flat on. And then we find out Special Agent Lori Blake, where if you're familiar with it... What? Nothing. Is that not her name? No, go ahead. Special Agent Lori Blake, who if you watch the show, you would or the movie, you would know that that's actually Lori Jupiter, part of the original movie and comic, daughter of, I can't remember her name, Jupiter, who got raped by the comedian, and now we have Lori. So okay. yeah, that kind of made zero sense. Sure. Um, Play back a couple times. I'm 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 getting used to the recaps, guys. That's no, fine. It's hard to recap stuff. It is. It's so much difficult than I thought it would be. Yeah, we we made it sound easy. That's why I put Watchmen at the end. So if people want to listen to this, <laughs> if they want to listen to the rest, they don't have to listen to this. This is us learning. Uh, but basically, yes, that bang scene was cool. I'm glad you said Batman because he looked. Uh, not only did he look like a makeshift Batman, that scene reminded me of. Uh, when all the Batmans have a bunch of guns and shit, and they're like, Scarecrow. I was thinking more of the beginning of the Dark Knight. Right. Um, similar looking bank. Yeah, that's what I was... Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, that scene kind of reminded me of that. Um, Hunter kind of went right into the third episode. I think we should kind of talk about Watchmen in general um, a little bit. So we didn't talk about episode two. I mean, we did talk about episode one, but... Um, it was pretty shitty and brief. It was. Watchmen, once again, on HBO, based off a graphic novel. Um, DC comic. A DC comic. And then also was made into a movie by Zack Snyder. Um, he did Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, he's the one who ruined DC. Uh, yeah, Watchmen. And then the third episode just premiered last Sunday. Um, and basically, the whole episode is about a new character, someone we haven't met, who is Agent Laurie... Blake. Blake. Formerly known as Laurie Jupiter. Laurie Vigilante. Jupiter. Um, and then Hunter did explain the opening scene. But once again, the episode was confusing. Uh, once again, another confusing episode, leaving everything up for grabs. Yeah. Um, making little to no sense, picking up on pieces here and there. Uh, it's tough. It's it's harder to watch, but it's good. I, I, think they answer, I think they answer a couple questions somewhat, or they give us more towards. Uh, they give us more information, I'm sure. We find out the old man. Uh, it turns out he's in some kind of a game or whatnot, and he's trying to get out. And we also find out at the end he's Adrian Van, Van, Van Dant, the one who killed 
the millions of people in the graphic novel and the movie and made vigilantes illegal and all that shit and Norbert in an, in an attempt to create world peace. So we find out that he's trapped in somewhat of a... In his castle. In his castle, and he refers to somebody as the gamekeeper. Very interesting plot. I'm very curious to see where he's going. There's also clones. So, like, all those people are, like, clones. Yeah. If he makes them, he just kills them. doesn't care. And uh, what I was picking up on that, too, is that he's trying to get out of this so-called game. He puts Mr. Phillips in a suit, which is the guy clone's name. And when it cuts back to the same scene, it looks like he died of, like, cryogenic something. He's frozen to ice. It looks like... Maybe they're on another planet or inside of like a biome or something like that. Right. It, it was interesting. Look yeah. like he's trying to make like a space suit or something. Maybe to get out of there or to get somewhere. Yeah. Right? Or who knows, right? Yeah. Um, but it's cool. It's like giving us pieces to kind of – it's a very discussion-based show. You can really kind of talk it out. Yes. And uh, we also see our new character, Miss Blake, engaging with Angela Abar, the character that we have. Not until the, the very year. end, right? It's right in the middle because she, she flies out. They send her to Tulsa, and she's the first person she meets with. She's like, oh, you're Angela Abar. Like, how does it feel that the chief just died? And she's heartbroken or whatever. But this Detective Blake seems like she knows more than she bargained for. for she, sure, she went and talked to deceased the deceased police chief's wife, said that she visited, you know, called her out on some bullshit. I think they kind of both realize that they're both some strong hitting women here. She's definitely could tell that they both got some tricks up their sleeve. Yeah, she did come out swinging. Like yeah. She she really came into Tulsa knowing more, of, or like she obviously knows more than she's saying. Like she's kind of referring that she knows stuff. Talked about the closet yeah. and like yeah, um, subtle things. The tire tracks. Yeah, not a car. Right, right. Like she knows. Serious hints. So she's she, onto something. I'm very interested to see where their story goes when people figure out that Angela kidnapped Will. Uh-huh. The wheelchair guy, the black wheelchair right. guy that said he strung up Judd. Yep. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Well, that's her grandfather. Yeah. Found but, that out right. at the end of the second episode. We did as well. Sorry, this is all over the place, guys. Um, after Angela and Detective Blake's little scene at the warehouse where the, the cavalry's being held, cuts to the funeral. Everyone's sitting by the funeral. Angela gets up. She starts singing this not-so-beautiful, but yeah. beautifully spirited song that uh, Commissioner Nelson wanted to be read. It was no Padre. Right, and then one of the 5th Cavalry members emerges out of one of the mausoleums strapped with C4 to his chest, saying that if they don't hand over the senator who's running for president... He looks evil as fuck. He way. does look evil as fuck. Bob Benson from Mad Men. But uh, something seems wrong with him. He's very quick to hand himself over. I think that that was kind of part of the plan. I'm, get, I'm picking up on the idea that maybe he's working for the bad guys 100%. Here. He yeah. really is. He just gives that vibe off. Yeah, he does, 100%. I agree. Uh, Detective Blake calls the bluff, shoots a dude in the head. The little beeper on the timer starts going off because he said it was wired to his heart. She says, fuck that. Shoots him. Bomb's about to go off. Angela goes full badass, throws this dude inside of the coffin, tips over the coffin, bomb blows up. And then Detective Blake's like, oh, or, okay, you're right. You're so right. The little confrontation between... Blake and Abar is after the funeral because she was like, "You don't look. You didn't look like you're a woman that would faint. Like you just ran into the, the eyes of danger and you know threw a guy with a C4 bomb into a grave." Yeah, no, they, they're gonna have an interesting relationship. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. You know, this this show is like, I, it's really hard for us to talk about because I feel like so much going on. The people we don't, who, we don't even know about it really. Exactly, the people who can talk about it have a deep knowledge of the novel. Uh, the graphic novel and have seen the movie as well. Like, um, 
So what we're picking up on is like it's there's definitely clues. Everything's leading up to like you can tell this is one of those shows in the very end where it's gonna like oh, bang, 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 bang. You're like, I'm a dumbass. Like I'm a dumbass. Like I feel like this is gonna be one of the season finales where when you find out who the bad guy is or like how how it works, they've given us so many clues that we could have figured it out from the first episode if we just really paid attention. Yeah. If we knew what to look for. It's like a watch twice type yeah. of show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying Watchmen. Uh, it's it's not slow for one of these shows like Westworld to That's me. Slow. Westworld's slow. Is like similar with pieces, but it's slow. This yeah. is like it's all happening. Yeah, stuff's happening. You know, I mean, you might forget people's names and whatever, but like stuff's happening, and it's confusing. But it's it's good to watch. So I through three episodes, I'm sticking with it. Nothing's pulling me away. I recommend you hop on now. I feel like this, will be, this show's going to be kind of trendy. It's going to be our little bridge to Westworld. So, like, hop on. Watch with us. And also, just for some closure here, the episode ends after the funeral, with the bombing and everything, and all this talk in between Angela and Detective Blake. It ends with her finishing her little monologue in the phone booth. Mm-hmm. And if you're familiar with the graphic novel, you'd know that Lori Blake, Blake was actually dating Dr. Manhattan, the big blue alien god-like figure. He's a god, basically. Yeah, he's a god. He can change... He can make multiple things of himself. He can see the future. He can see the past. He can teleport. He can basically do whatever the fuck he wants. It's pretty sick. And it ends with her walking out of the phone booth and the car that picked... The car that um, Detective Abar threw her grandfather in and was picked up by that met the, the, the big magnet on the plane, yep. that dropped right in front of her and almost killed her. And she just starts hysterically laughing. Yeah, and her story was kind of like her joke that made no sense. It was like her about like throwing a brick up in the air and like it coming down. Or it was just like about her throwing a brick and it never coming down or whatever it was. And then it, the- it got dark. I'm pretty sure it ended with like, and while you were trying to focus on the brick, like you didn't realize, like, I'm about to kill you or some shit like that. You yeah. have to re watch that episode again. We're definitely going to come out stronger for episode four, though. I'm going to write myself a little summary, make it easier for you guys. Definitely. Yeah. I th- you know, if anyone's listening, we could use some feedback on what to do here. Is it like. Do we really go hard on synopsis or do we go and then go like scene by scene what we think's happening, what we like about it? Or do we just kind of like braze over the episode real quick? Major and then, points. And then talk deal. about uh, what we think about it. So it's more like do we go in, you know, five or six big scenes, say what happened and then say what we think about it? Or it's like do we say what happened in the episode and then what we think of the episode? Right, more right. generalized. Yeah. So it's like we can go scene by scene, like talk about the bang scene, say how it was like Batman, whatever, and then talk about the you know the car falling sure. or the conversation with uh, Angela and the other girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, Thomas, let us know. I yeah. know you're gonna listen to the whole thing all the way through. So, I hope. You know, I hope. Yeah. Put some notes down. For sure. All right. Um, kind of winding down. Yeah. yeah. Got work soon. 16 yeah. Minutes. I kind of want to watch. I'm, I want to watch Peaky, but me and Hunter watch together, so I don't know what I'm about to dive into tonight. Watch a good film. Watch Band of Brothers. Yeah, maybe I should start. Why going. not? Get Why it going. Not? It's good action. It'll keep you awake. A lot of gunshots. Or should I watch the torture scene in Gunpowder? Watch Gunpowder. It's only three eppies. Do what you want. They're all hour. Do what you want. What you want? Baby, I got it. Alright, um, yeah, we'll hop on next week. Um, probably try to record... We're probably going to try to drop on the same day. Once Every we, Thursday. Yeah, hopefully. Once we get a better schedule going. Um, 
yeah. All right, Danny, the wine man, signing out. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram, underscore Dan Arsenault. Follow at Ramble Recreation, who has been sponsoring all our podcasts. Um, and then also like and subscribe on my YouTube channel. Thank you. Danny, the wine man, out. Uh, Hunter, the on- Hunter, Hunter the Entertainer here, signing off. Uh, follow my Spotify playlist, Good Morning by L Heat 23 It's got 800 songs. You'll love it. You can follow me on Instagram if you want, Hunter underscore Andres. That's an E-N-D-R-E-S. Don't kill me now that I gave you my full name. Go Bills against the Brownies this week, 7-2. and two. Fuck those orange sacks of shit up. Give me my money back. Let me go to the game. And as always, you can't eat your pudding unless you eat your meat. Thank you. Thanks again for watching, boys. Or ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, basically everyone. We're not assholes. Thank you.